the Carolina Hurricanes have plenty of pieces in their organization that they can use to make a trade this offseason. In today's episode, we will look at trade baits on their NHL roster in their system and potential trade packages. All in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Caniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellison. You're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and as always thank you for making locked on hurricanes your first listen of this tuesday afternoon and i'm joined as always by my co-host andrew shintker how are you doing today andrew i'm doing wonderful yes and it is finally time to look at potential trade bait on the hurricanes roster and in their organization as well now when i was looking at their contract tracker you know just to kind of see you know, who was an expiring free agent who still that term they have a lot of guys uh that are one on expiring deals that we will not be talking about well maybe a little bit but they also have a lot of guys that are you know coming up soon within the next year or two and yeah not a whole lot of guys that are uh extended out long term which was crazy to think about it was yeah it's fetch kokanyemi and kochekov <laughs> you know that's that's crazy to talk about or think i about think it. if you i think if you look at it for the start for the 2024 25 season the only guys currently under contract at the nhl level right now are andre svechnikov yasperi kokanyemi Piotr kochekov jacob slavin and brent burns mm-hmm yeah, crazy to think about, but we're not going to talk about those guys today. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Carolina Hurricanes trade bait. And we have touched on this uh, a bit in the past uh, when we were talking about potential trade targets, but this is going to be all we're talking about today, as well as potential trade packages. Now, starting off with two that we have already talked about in Tavo Teravainen and Jack Drury. Uh, Tara Vinen is interesting. Um, I don't see him getting moved unless it's in a big deal. Uh, and I did see a comment on that, uh, trade target video over on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed over there, do so. Uh, but yeah, you know, the listener you know, commented you know, that they should you know, lock up Aho before they trade Terravine, and yeah, you know, because those guys are so close. And you know, I I see what that person was saying uh, because that could definitely you know, make Aho mad because you know, you never like seeing your friends get traded. Uh, but you know these guys also know it is a business, and. You know, they have to do what is best for the team. And if I remember correctly, I don't believe uh, Andrei Svechnikov had signed his extension uh, by the time Warren Fogle had gotten traded. So, and Dougie Hamilton how, walked too. 
Hmm? Those were kind of, and Dougie Hamilton walked too. Those were kind of his two buddies, I think. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's not necessarily like a big deal uh, in that regard of, you know, if they haven't re-signed Ajo, if they trade Tara Vinen. So it's not a big deal, but I, I did feel it was worth mentioning. Uh, but yeah, Tara Vinen, you know, unless you know, a big deal comes along, then I don't see him getting moved. Jack Drury, on the other hand, we talked about him a yet, bit yesterday. Uh, I, I definitely see that trade happening. Yeah, I think if uh, if the Hurricanes are offering Sebastian Ajo nine and a half to ten million on a seven or eight year deal, he's probably not going to let them trading his buddy stop him from taking that. But yeah, I think Tara Vinen is a guy who could be pretty available for the Hurricanes mm-hmm. this summer because you know he's he's one of those guys whose deal is expiring after next year. Given his age, some of his injury history, and kind of declining production the past couple of years, I'm not. I don't think he's a guy that I see them trying to extend. Which that makes it interesting as well because he's got a year left on his deal. He still brings a lot to the table, but he's coming off a down year. He's had some injuries, so you wonder like, what's his value around the league? You know, we talked about potentially to a team like an Arizona or a Calgary. Um, or in Ottawa even, you know, potentially getting him, him having a bounce back year there, being a pending UFA, and then you they can flip him at the deadline for more assets. But I mostly agree with you, um, a lot like we talked about with Jack Drury yesterday. I probably don't see the Hurricanes trading Tara Vinen just to trade him, because if they don't find the right fit in a trade package, then he still brings plenty of value to the Hurricanes next year. Uh, you don't really need to worry about getting rid of his cap hit because it is only for one more year, and the Hurricanes currently have plenty of cap space to do what they want uh, for next season's roster, at least. And yeah, like we talked about yesterday with Jack Drury, if he's a guy who's looking for a change of scenery, fresh start, a place where he can have a more defined NHL opportunity, and a guy who has some value as a player with still a lot of upside, he's definitely someone I see getting used as part of a package for a bigger move. Yeah, I agree. And with all these guys, I don't see them getting moved just for the sake of getting moved. Uh, if the Hurricanes are going to make a trade for Tabo Terrifying, Jack Drew, or any of the other names we're going to talk about today, I don't see them doing it just for the sake of doing it. They're going to do it you know, in an effort to make the team better. Now, a couple other names that I have here uh, on you know, expire well, not expiring contracts, but with one year left, is uh, Steph Nazan. Uh, and then an unlikely name is Brady Shea. Now, Nazan, uh, you know, he's coming off a really great year, and you know, he's a I, I'm on the fence with you know, as a fan, you know, I don't want to see him get moved. Uh, because you know, he had such a good year and with spots opening up, maybe he can take on a bigger role and you know, be even more involved. Uh, on the flip side, you know, as I've said many times, if Wayne Gretzky can tr- get traded, anyone can get traded. And Nason is not an untouchable player. And if they are wanting to go after a bigger name player, his stock has got to be high right now because he's coming off the season that he had now 
on the flip side of that, you know, some folks you can look you know, at his past and be like, all right, yeah, he struggled to find a spot in the NHL roster. Was he just a product of the system, you know, of being able you know, to have such a good year? Uh, but it, it is one of those things. I feel like his stock is going to be higher than it would have been, say, last year when he was uh, just in the AHL. Obviously, he did really well there, but you know, he was in the AHL, not the NHL. Um, so he's a guy I could definitely see in a package uh, as a sweetener uh, because his stock is going to be high. It's going to be higher than Jack Drury's uh, because Nazan had a much better season. Now, Brady Shea is a guy I do have here in the notes, unlikely. I really don't see him. He is on one of those deals where there's only one year left. But yeah, he does feel like a guy that the Hurricanes have a, have a vision for uh, in the coming years of the franchise. Obviously, I be, he's on the wrong side of 30, but he's still playing well. He's not one of those guys where you know, he falls off a cliff after he turns 30. No, he's still playing well, and I still feel like you know, they could... Does he get like a seven, eight-year deal? No. I, I see like a three-year deal max for Brady Shea, but it, he does feel like one of those players where you know, they could, you know, he's not untouchable, but it's not going to be one, you know, where kind of like Tevo Teravainen, if they are moving him, they are going to be making an upgrade. Yeah, I'll start with Steph Nason. Um, that one feels a little bit unlikely to me just because I think yeah. he's a really valuable piece for the Hurricanes yeah. right now. You look at everything he did in terms of providing secondary scoring, being able to move up in the lineup if needed, um, playing on the power play, playing well on the power play, mm-hmm. 13 goals, 36 points, all for the tidy sum of $762.5,000 um, against the cap having bargain guys on that like that on your roster contributing is really valuable for a team like the Hurricanes. So I find it unlikely that he gets moved, but yeah, I mean, if they're looking at making a big move for a guy like Elias Lindholm or Alex DeBrinkett or somebody like that, or Mark Shifley or somebody like that. And the other teams as well, we really want Steph Nazan. Okay. Yeah. Then you do it. But Brady Shea, that's a little bit more interesting for me. I think, you know, from what we've all heard, the Hurricanes' plan is to try to extend him and keep that pairing of him and Pesci together long term. But what if you go to the table with Brady Shea in the coming weeks and he's like, well, I want seven or eight years and six and six to six and a half million? Well, that's not happening. So then maybe you do look at trying to move him or make him part of a deal and reconfigure things a little bit rather than risk him walking for nothing in a year. Um, He's coming off a season in which he scored a career-high 18 goals. He's scored 27 goals over the past two years, so I'd have to think his value is pretty high right now. So if he was a guy who'd be able to be used in a bigger trade or maybe he wants too much and and Shane Goss despair, wants less and the Hurricanes say, all right, well, we don't want to pay Brady all that, but what Gostas Bear wants might be a little more reasonable. So we'll trade Brady and just re-sign him mm-hmm. um, and do that. So that that's one scenario I could possibly see if Shea's contract demands are just like totally out of the ballpark, which again, 
They might be. He's coming off a career season. Yeah. But and the one other thing I will say, you know, you were talking about his age and he is what right now? I believe he's like 30, 31. I think he's 29 at the moment because he's wow, born in 94. Talking. But I yeah, okay, talking. he's 29. But still, I have some pause about giving him too long of a deal because what's his best attribute? His skating. Mm-hmm. That might be something that drops off as he gets older. So that would yeah. be my only other thought with him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, he's one, again, I do see it being unlikely. Uh, but yeah, like you said, you know, if they can – if his contract demands are just too much, uh, I could definitely see them, you know, putting him on the table for deals. Uh, again, it's going to be one of those like table Terra I don't see them moving him unless it is for a good upgrade uh, because he is one of those guys where, you know, he, he could fetch something uh, on the market and he's not going to be one of those, you know, where you you know, trade him and you really don't get a whole lot in return. Uh, if they're trading Brady Shea, if they're trading Tavo Terravine, they're going to want a good return. Uh, now we do have more folks to get through, Andrew, and we will do that right after this quick break. Now, folks, we have talked a lot about how hot it is getting here in North Carolina. And if you need your air conditioning fix, you need to go to eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available for U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, more trade bait talk. Uh, We talked about two guys that we could definitely see being unlikely getting moved, and we are going to continue those with these next two, and that being Brett Pesci and Martin Natchez. Brett Pesci, a lot of the same boat as uh, Brady Shea, but Pesci is one where, oh man, I just don't see that happening. I, I don't. I know he's another guy that has one year left, but that's just one. I I just can't see that happening. Uh, I, I don't want to say he's untouchable. You know, like Jacob Slavin. Jacob Slavin's obviously untouchable. Uh, but Brett Pesci, yeah, he brings a lot to this team. And if, if they're trading him, it has got to be. Uh, they they got to be getting a pretty decent haul in, in return, and you know, I don't feel like he would be one where you know if he were, whenever uh, extension negotiations start, I don't see his contract demands being 
too much. You know, uh, I I don't see him, you know, like you're saying with, you know, Brady Shea, six, seven years, you know, seven, eight million. I, I don't see that with Brett Pesci. So I don't see him getting moved. Uh, Martin Natchez is very interesting. You know, if you were talking to us last off season, we're like, uh, yeah, we could definitely see that happening. Uh, I, I believe I did say that I could see him getting traded uh, because of the year he had. Uh, but now he's coming off of, you know, a career year. And, you know, I can, you know, and obviously his stock would be very high on the trade market because of that. So I don't, and because he had such a good bounce back year, I don't think the Hurricanes would want to trade him because like, all right, we knew you could do it. You know, you're, he's taken steps in the right direction to be that player that they wanted him to be when they drafted him, that they know he can be, but very much like Brady Shea, you know, if his, uh, whenever they do start extension talks, if his demands are too much, then maybe it could be on the table. But on the flip side of that, he is still very young, unlike Brady Shea. Obviously, Brady Shea is not a geriatric, you know, player or anything like that. Uh, but you know, Martin Natchez, he's younger than you and me. You know, he's still got a lot, lot of miles left on him. So if they're going to, you know, want to fork out, you know, a, a hefty paycheck, it'd be for him over Brady Shea because the long-term vision of needing guys on this roster you know that can still produce six years from now you know so both brett pesci and martin natchez i do see as unlikely again i would not say untouchable but yeah i i don't see either one of those guys getting moved i also think pesci's unlikely because even if the extension talks don't go great He's a guy I could potentially see the Hurricanes as they're trying to win the cup, just letting him play out the last year of his deal. Yeah. The only thing I would say on him is, given his age, he's 28, given his history with the shoulder injuries, I'd be hesitant to give him seven, eight years. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing that just happened as the Hurricanes are getting ready to go into negotiations with Pesci and Shea, for that matter. The sign-in trade with Damon Severson, going from New Jersey to Columbus, got eight years, six-point-something million. His age, his production, fairly comparable to Brett Pesci. And what did Brett Pesci do right after, you know, shortly after that happened? He hired a new agent. So that would just be my only word of caution there, that it, it's possible that those negotiations could go haywire. Yeah. Now, Martin Natchez, that one's interesting to me. I, I could see it. Just because you look, if the Hurricanes are looking to make that really big splash to go get that Elias Lindholm, to go get that Alex DeBrinkett or somebody like that, just because I think he'd have the most value of these as the centerpiece of a big deal. Um, he's coming off a 70 point season, he's got he's under contract next year for three million. After that, he is again a restricted free agent, so he still has quite a bit of team control remaining. So that could be valuable to a young team, um, you know, looking at a little bit more of a rebuild to get a controllable asset you can build around like that. That's also gives him a lot of 
value to the Hurricanes, both for next year and beyond. Um, you look at the bounce back season he had. He was kind of frustrating in the playoffs, and his play did drop off considerably after Andrei Svechnikov got hurt. But I think that the way the, – the only reason I'm saying I can see that being more likely is if the Hurricanes are looking to really make that big splash-type move, then I think Martin Natchez is probably the most likely centerpiece on their roster. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, because, you know, like we talked about earlier with Tavo Teravainen, yeah, you know, he's he's declined, and you know that's not you know a bad knock on him. It, you know, it happens to every athlete ever. You know, you get older, injuries start to pile up. It, it's gonna happen. You know, father time is going to catch up to every single athlete ever. You know, it even happened to the goat Tom Brady. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I had to bring that up, Andrew. Um, yeah. But, you know, moving away from the NHL uh, players, diving more into uh, prospects, Uh, one name, and you can obviously throw in names as well, Uh, but one name that kind of stuck out to me was uh, the Hurricanes' first-round draft pick from a few years ago, Ryan Suzuki. Um, You know, I had a lot of high hopes for him, you know, coming in. Uh, But, you know, injuries have not been kind, and... Uh, it feels like you know, a lot of folks have just passed him by uh, when it comes to making the move up to the NHL. Uh, and, you know, in- injuries happen. But it-, it does feel like, you know, do the Hurricanes just need to move on, you know, because, you know, there hasn't really been, you know, any talk of him, you know, coming up uh to the nhl uh you know he's i think the only times he's ever gotten the call to you know come with the hurricanes uh there's only two times i can remember obviously you know when they you know made their mass call up you know for the playoffs this year uh he was part of that uh he never suited up and then uh for the initial uh expanded roster for the bubble he was on it but then it got changed uh and he was taken off those have been the only times I can recall of him, you know, being on you know, the call up, you know, aside from you know, training camp preseason uh, type stuff. Uh, but he's just one like I, I'm just starting to wonder, you know, do they just need to move on? You know, obviously he's not going to be a centerpiece for a deal. You know, if in a trade where you know they want, you know, say I'm going to Tavo Teravine in uh, and a prospect. You know, is Ryan Suzuki you know, that prospect? You know, I could definitely see it. He's one of the very few uh, down there in the AHL that the Hurricanes, you know, uh, still have a term left on their deals. Obviously, just one more season for him. But, you know, he is one like I could see it happening. Yeah, I don't know that he'd have a ton of value. Um, yeah, he'd he have would a not. solid year with the Wolves. But yeah, I, I could see that for a change of scenery. Um, one guy I think who could be a valuable trade chip, uh, Scott Morrow, their second mm-hmm. round pick. And I believe, was it 2021 or 2022 defenseman? I think it was 2021. Sure. Um, But, you know, solid puck moving defenseman. Obviously, we found out at the trade deadline the Hurricanes do not want to move a stud Russian defender Alexander Nikishin for good reason. Um but but Scott Morrow is another name that I could potentially see as a trade chip. 
Yeah, I could see that. And, you know, when it comes to trading prospects, I mean, I, anything can happen there. Obviously, you know, none of these guys are going to be, you know, um, you know, centerpieces of deals. They're essentially just going to be you know, guys tacked on as sweeteners uh, for deals, especially, you know, uh, teams, you know, looking to add depth to, to their organization. You know, these are all, I, I would say just about any one in the AHL for the Hurricanes uh, is fair game, you know, in terms of a trade with the exception of Nishkin, like you said. Uh, but another thing that, uh, it, and obviously picks, you know, that's of course uh, always on the table, you know, as far as, you know, what they would move, it, it would just depend on the trade really but an interesting one is uh signing rights uh you know i have here as as an example um you know and you brought up the one from the other day uh when the hurricanes uh traded joel edmondson to montreal uh, a couple years ago and then he signed the extension with montreal that could be something that's interesting uh if the hurricanes would do something like that uh say you know they Obviously, it, just think of you know someone that's uh, about to come up, uh, Calvin DeHaan. You know, uh, obviously, I say they they were wanting to bring him back. And negotiations were going south, and you know they knew he had stock. Obviously, he does not. Uh, but you know, say you know they just decided like, all right, like you said, a sign and trade, basically, or, or not a sign and trade, but you know, trade his. Uh, negotiating rights to you know someone else uh for you know obviously that would not garner a lot in a trade but you know, i could definitely see that happening with as many uh free agents as they have uh but what is your take on that andrew yeah it's i could see it with maybe a guy like auntie ranta potentially yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. i don't even know why if they, if they aren't gonna bring him, him back um, especially if they decide, you know, they're re-signing Frederick Anderson, somebody else needs a goalie, maybe you get a pick out of it. Uh, maybe Jesper Faust wants too much Ooh. money based on all the playoff goals he scored. You know, he could maybe fetch a mid-round pick, his signing rights. I would say Shane Gostisbehere, but with him being so open about wanting to actually test free agency and really pick his team, I don't think getting traded somewhere and signing before free agency opens is necessarily something that he wants so I'm not sure I see another team being willing to give up a pick for him mm-hmm. um, knowing that. But yeah, Auntie Ranta, obviously I think yeah, could, is one I could definitely see. And Jesper Foss, obviously is a guy, you know, the Hurricanes hope to bring back and we hope to see them bring back. But he, um, if, if those negotiations go south, I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, but, you know, we do want to talk about some potential trade packages uh, as well, we've talked about it a little bit throughout the episode, but we will do more of that right after this quick break. All right, it is time to look at potential trade packages. Now, we have done this a little bit already in uh, looking at our trade targets, uh, but you know, I do want to you know look at this again, you know, with some names that we have here. Obviously, one that we re- would really like to see is Elias Lindholm or you know, Alex DeBrinket. Uh, now, if you're doing a trade like that, I, I could definitely see, all right, you know, you have your centerpiece, uh, Lindholm. Uh, and then, you know, I could maybe see, you know, a prospector 
pick thrown in with that as a little bit of a sweetener. Now say, you know, the Hurricanes, uh, uh, you know, what they got to send back, you know, obviously a player of that caliber. You're going to have to give up good to get good. Uh, I could, I wouldn't like to see it, but, you know, uh, obviously Martin Natius, he could be on the table for that one. Uh, but I think that would be unlikely. I think you could potentially see like a Tavo Teravinen, Jack Drury, uh, maybe a prospect and a pick or two. Uh, I could definitely see something like that uh, in the bigger trades. Uh, and again, you know, in, in a big trade like that, you know, especially if they make more than one, uh, then you could definitely see, you know, Martin Natchez, uh, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, you know, and then higher uh, round picks uh, being uh, moved on from. Yeah, I could see that. Um, one that I think got floated on Twitter the other day was the possibility of Martin Natchez plus a first or second round pick for Alex Debrinkit. Since Debrinkit is an RFA, you'd be trading for his signing rights. Um, but obviously a high cap, very, very, very high caliber signing rights. I like that. Um, so yeah, that that's one I could see as well. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, now, if uh, they are making you know, more of depth trades, uh, I could see them, you know, you know like Nazan, uh, Suzuki, uh, other picks. I could definitely see that. I could also see, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want to move on from Tavo Terrapine. They don't want to move on from Shea Pashi. I could definitely see them like loading up a deal with a lot of assets with Drury, Nazan, Suzuki, uh, other prospects, other picks, you know, I could definitely see them just look, just giving, you know, another team, just a massive haul of stuff. I, I could definitely see that being on the table as well. You know, but I do feel that, you know, regardless, uh, if they're going to be trading for a good player, they're going to have to give up at least one good one. You, you look at, uh, I know we're changing sports a bit here, but, when the Panthers traded uh, for the first pick with the bears, you know, they gave up a King's ransom uh, in terms of assets, but they also did have to throw in DJ Moore for that uh, because it was such a high, just such a valuable thing they're trading for. So yeah, like to bring it like Lindholm. I do think that if they're going to make a big trade, they are going to have to throw in a Teravinen, a Shea, uh, a natures as much as it would suck because at the end of the day we are fans of these guys and we don't want to see them get traded uh we don't want to see them in another uniform but yeah like we always say you got to give up good to get good definitely yeah i agree now uh as far as you know more uh depth uh trades andrew what do you think could be on the table for that uh, like, like we talked about, you know, like a Jack Drury or like picks and prospects, um, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. If they're looking to maybe add like a third pairing defenseman or something like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that definitely seems like the most likely. It, it's going to be interesting to see how the offseason pans out because we are still very early uh, in the offseason. You know, I don't you know. No one's signed any extensions yet that they can't sign any extensions yet. But yeah. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this pans out because there are so 
many avenues that they could go with here. There's so many options, you know, re-signing guys, trading signing rights, uh, sign and trade, which I don't really see them doing a sign and trade really. Um, but there's so many avenues here and it makes it very, very uh, interesting and kind of overwhelming, I, I guess, uh, for, you know, what they could potentially you know, do. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're just going to have to wait and see. And we will continue to cover this stuff as the offseason rolls on. And we will obviously be doing that here on Locked on Hurricanes. So thank you again for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Tuesday afternoon. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And Andrew at HNIT53 all on Twitter. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. And as always, let's go Canes.